Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to the program today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. And I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Joining us now is Steve Paisley Jordan. Good morning, Steve. Uh, I'm related to Michael. He's a second cousin of mine. uh, Did I call you Jordan again? (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to make fun of Biden anymore. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Because he's at least he's 70-something, and I'm 59. (laughs) <laughs> you think that's coming back to me i've been I'm making fun of the it's rubbing off it's coming back to you uh-huh. well i'm not it goes around comes around at right? least i'm not running for president <laughs> of the free world <laughs> all right uh so i don't know why i did that steve jordahl yeah hey Good morning, Brother Steve. Good morning, and everybody. Your, your coral floral shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. I like the way. That's kind of a coral floral shirt. Yeah, coral floral. It's very comfortable. Sure, he looks comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. Uh, a lot to talk about this half hour, but Indeed. you wanted you wanted to lead with what, Steve? I, this this is the uh, this is how the left decides it wants to deal with things. This is uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. He's talking about the drug, uh, you know, the war on drugs. And this is his solution to the war on drugs. Cut 13. Clean and sober is one of the biggest mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. There you go. What's he talking about? Talking about, I think he's talking about legalizing drugs. (laughs) I thought they already did that in California. Well, the the but they got pot everywhere, and it's free. I mean, it's illegal, and not as much as in some. I mean, like Oregon, I think it is, has legalized heroin and hard yeah, hard drugs. Yeah. But so, he would he would he might be for that. Which, well, yeah. yeah, and 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 I, the reason I think it's a little more important than just laugh at is because he's been mentioned several times as a possible candidate for the Democrat Party should things not work out for Joe and Kamala, and I can't see why they wouldn't, but. <laughs> well, but it's very typical Democrat, the Democrat of today, the radical left part of the Democrat Party. These are the same. That's the same party that's advocating for needle exchange programs in various places, basically where the government supplies the needles and the drugs. And they say, well, if we do it, uh, we if we clean up, if we clean up the problem, if you can believe this, if you clean up the problem, having needle exchange programs, etc., things will get better eventually. That's that's their reasoning, and it's not working. It's like the pot shops. Yeah, they have legalized pot shops in New York, but they found out now. There's, um, we, we're shocked by this. There's now uh, the latest count last week: thirteen hundred illegal pot shops in New York. So you know why? Are, why is anybody surprised that this is happening? Yeah, you know. <clears throat> All right, Poor Steve. Words. Next story. Uh, hey, well, get, by the way, Gavin Newsom is mentioned as a possible. Uh, candidate for president, uh, should Biden not run? Yes. In 2024, he's probably the leading contender on the Democrat side. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Fair haired boy. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's talk about the war in Ukraine. 
because uh, we seem to be muddled as a uh, as a country on what we want to do in that country. And, and now we're talking about, at the Pentagon anyway, there's a push to send F-16s. We've already agreed to send them tanks. And now F-16s they want, he asked for, uh, Zelensky asked for these, and the Pentagon's seriously considering it. Um, so the uh, President Trump is tweeting out, we need to get out now, watch out, it can escalate. Um, perhaps related, or at least in the, um, it, it kind of alongside this, troubles in Ir- Iran from Israel, uh, they say, drones taking out military targets in Israel, uh, in Iran. There's a lot going on, and the debate here is what to do with this war in Russia, in Ukraine, because... Brad, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Well, what happened last week was the Pentagon approved sending Abrams tanks. Uh, this is uh, the, the newest edition of tanks being produced here in the United States, jet engines. Uh, I mean, uh, they can take shots being fired at them, et cetera, et cetera. So this was a big move. Remember when this all started? We were just going to send handheld weapons. That was it. Because Putin warned, if you guys send more equipment, remember there was the discussion about sending uh, aircraft called the Warhogs that we have in storage somewhere. Train the Ukrainians and we'll send them our plan. And that was debunked. So now last week they approved Abrams tanks. Now you have some people at the Pentagon saying, well, the argument has now gone away that we shouldn't send them heavy weaponry equipment. Uh, If you're going to send them tanks, why are you stopping and saying, why not send them F-16 jets? I think the thinking may be at at least some in the Pentagon is we've got to send the Ukrainians enough equipment that perhaps we can put an end to this. The flip side of that is... Putin is unstable. He has talked about nuclear weapons before. Could it be that if we were to supply the Ukrainians with F-16 fighter jets, training Ukrainians to fly those things, that Putin would say, okay, you call my hand um, and escalate things to a nuclear war? Very dangerous. I keep hearing people say that uh, to this point, Vladimir Putin has kind of been careful about how he uh, does business in, in Ukraine because he doesn't want a scorched earth country if he's going to take over. But push comes to shove, he is more than capable of overwhelming that country and, and winning the war. The Ukraine does not have a whole lot of hope of winning this war. So if we're going to start sending them stuff in order to either extend the war or actually beat it, it's not going to be a proxy war for much longer. It yeah. can't be. Yeah. When you say... Putin has the ability to what you say? Putin has millions of potential conscripts for his armies. He is it's a it's a huge um country and and it can anytime it wants using not nuclear weapons but using all the full force. Well, why they, didn't he do it? Because if he goes in and and part of that would be uh bombing out all the infrastructure. Well, you know, hold on just a second. I thought you just said he has access to millions of, of, of soldiers. He does. But then why not overwhelm Ukraine with soldiers? I don't understand. Well, but to fight that, 
it would mean it's not just you, you don't send soldiers in and they don't just walk in unarmed. They're, they're going to have to have guns and, and artillery behind them. They're going to have to have rockets to soften the ground for those troops to come in. Uh, war is not as simple as just, you know, going in with a handgun and saying, you know, stick them up. Um, not that that's what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just saying Putin did not want to have a, a ruined country because he wants to assimilate Ukraine into Russia. He wants to use well, their you forget economy. that. Well, unless he wins. No. If he wins, well, I'm not, if he wins, he's going to have, uh, I don't know what winning looks like. Uh, because then you'd have guerrilla warfare for decades, uh, and um, that's my view. Uh, I I think we're beyond having their country destroyed. I mean, they're pretty much there right now. Uh, the question is going to be, and I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm kind of I go. It's kind of like a tennis match. I I, I go. Uh, you mentioned a point counterpoint sort of Fred on this. How much do we aid Ukraine? in their war against Russia because uh, uh, we keep giving them more and more arms and more and more money, right? Yeah. And it's U.S. taxpayer dollars. Let's don't forget that. It's just real money that's coming out of our pockets that we're sending to the Ukraine, to the Ukrainian government yes. to fight the Russians mm-hmm. with not a lot of accountability, quite frankly, on how the money's spent, who the money goes to, well, Zelensky fired 10 of his top people last week. A lot of corruption in yes. Ukraine. Uh, th- that's their history, quite yes. frankly. Yes. Uh, and there are a lot of people bothered by that. They're going, wait a minute, we're just sending them money and weapons. And But on the other hand, to uh, on the other hand, or to look at the uh, tennis match I'm talking about, your head goes over here and then it goes over here. Um, <clears throat> if we don't help them fight against uh, Putin yep. in Russia, mm-hmm. and they lose that, that's going to embolden Putin in Russia. Keep going. To keep going or for the future. Mm-hmm. So, and quite frankly, when it comes down to uh, just the in, the uh, inhumanity of what Putin has inflicted on the Ukrainian pe- innocent Ukrainian people, I side with Ukraine yeah. uh, on that. I mean, so you, these poor people, you know, no fault of their own, have had their country ravaged. And uh, and now, you know, the refugees by the millions. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't know what the right answer is, except that this. The, you, the 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 question is, where does Putin, and, and some say he's got cancer and dying, and you know somebody too. somebody who has nothing to lose, well, they're willing yep. to push a button and say, you know, okay, I don't care about fighting conventionally anymore. I'll just launch a, a, a nuclear weapon at London or New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt he'd launch it at Ukraine because it's right beside Russia, and you could have serious fallout. I mean, I'm just saying that uh, what's the old saying? The in, an injured bear is yeah. more dangerous. Mm-hmm. than any other animal, uh, an injured animal. Well, appropriate, the bear. <laughs> or the bear, yeah. So it's a very tense situation yeah. and very volatile. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what exactly. Sending them F-16s, though, 
would escalate the sending them these tanks, which do we have the tanks available? I've heard, I've read where it's it, going to be a while. It's going to be several months. And how do you train people to use these? These are sophisticated pieces of equipment costing Americans millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're actually bringing Ukrainians, I think to Oklahoma somewhere to do some training. That's well, you, you know what? Uh, I think Putin would be correct. If he just said, we're de facto fighting NATO. Because the Germans are sending tanks, right? Yes. So uh, I, I'm not defending uh, Putin's declaration of war, basically, on Ukraine uh, and threatening peace in the whole region. I'm just saying he is right to say, basically, the Russians are fighting uh, NATO now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Because uh, the only thing you're missing is jets and, and personnel. Yeah. I think the decision to send tanks, United States sending the Abrams, Germany sending the Leopard tanks, I think that decision is a game changer. And I think that's why some people at the Pentagon are saying, wait a minute, this was was a mistake. But now the argument against sending the the F-16s is gone. I mean, you've got a sophisticated tank. You're willing to give them that. What's the difference between that and And an F-16? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll watch. We'll watch and yeah. see what happens there. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Tim, you you uh, forgive me because you said uh, as we were getting into this half hour, those two things that you thought you might want to talk about. I can't remember what the second one was. Um, I can't remember. Go on, uh, go go ahead. That was one of them. All I, right. Yeah, I mentioned the fact the fact checker. Oh, story. all right. Uh, was that pre- the other one? It's pretty bad when CNN is fact-checking President Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> but they feel the necessity to do so because his mistakes are so bad. Last week, in a speech, Joe Biden claimed that his administration has funded 700,000 major construction projects. <laughs> 700,000 major construction projects. <laughs> He was off a bit. Just a bit. 7,000. Not 700,000. 7,000. Even the White House had to alter the fact afterwards after he was fact-checked. But he didn't stop there. Also, Biden claimed that only 3.5 million had been even had their first vaccination under former President Trump. Well, he was off a little bit there, too. By the time President Trump had left off, 19 million Americans had received their first shot. And then, a favorite of of Joe Biden, he's always on the billionaires, he says billionaires pay virtually only 3% of their income. Well, again, he was off, fact-checking. It's actually they pay 8.2% of their income in federal individual income taxes. Again, the White House had to go back and change what the president had said in the speech. It's getting worse. With three different uh, facts. Yes, three different facts. Right. CNN, fact checker goes out and says wrong, wrong, you, wrong. You think, the, you think the speech writer just got it all wrong? You think Biden just well, the makes pro- stuff up as he goes along? Well, the problem is it, Biden used some very specific figures. Yeah. So where did he get this? And, and and anybody with any with half a brain functioning would know that the federal government has not sponsored seven hundred twenty thousand 
Major, major, huh? Uh, Seven hundred thousand major construction. Seven hundred thousand major construction project. That's just that's C- just, that just a- anybody knows that. Huh? CNN. I'm just looking at an article. CNN is fact checking Joe Biden on fourteen different claims. Well, it makes know- it, he makes it so easy for him, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, and they, but I it's mean, CNN though. I know they love Democrats, but they, I think they could be a part of wanting to get Biden out too. Because I think there's some there's some sabotagery. Yes, if that's a word, I'll have to ask President Bush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, the 14 fact checks are fact checks. They're not all wrong, but they yeah. they're they're looking. They're finally looking. Listen, I think this is me, me. This is pure speculation on my part. So take it for what it's worth. I think there's a lot of uh, people at, at the top levels of the Democrat Party, including big money people, who want Biden out. Mm-hmm. They don't want him to run. They would that he resign so they could come up with their new candidate, be it Governor Newsom of California or somebody else. But they know he's a disaster and his chances of losing are great mm-hmm. and dragging down their whole party. Kamala Harris is not the answer. They need to get rid they needed to get rid of her and Biden two <laughs> two for one. I, if I were them, I'd just offer to buy Harris off. Uh, just mm-hmm. say, listen, if you want, if you'll bow out too, we'll, we'll take care of you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Make her an ambassador. Just make her an ambassador or make her, I don't know how you buy her off, but just give her money. And, uh, that way you get both of them out of the way at the same time. Uh, so if, if, if Biden's not going to go quietly into the night, so to speak, and they got to get rid of him then they got to sabotage his presidency. Yeah. And one way you do that is this uh, scandal mm-hmm. that uh, the Demo- that uh, this the liberal media is even reporting on. Yep. Uh, his lawyers are finding stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems to me very suspicious. Seems like to me they're wanting to get rid of him. What about you, Steve? I agree. I, I think um, he's a liability <laughs> um, to the Democrats. The <sighs> The one thing I'm hearing, because uh, people are talking, Donald Trump has already declared for 2024. And he made a statement today that said that if Ron DeSantis gets in the race, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a bad thing. What is it? it? It's not, he's not loyal. He's disloyal. He said that over the weekend. Yeah. So if you, if, if Donald Trump <laughs> clears the field of Republicans and it's Donald Trump is the, is the um, nominee um, that might? Because I think they think they are so. Who's they? The Democrats are so infected with Trump derangement syndrome that they think that now that he's had his four years, and according to them, it was such a disaster, he can win in a walkover, which might they think solve some of their problems. I don't think it would, but. Well, because they, who, who they can, can win in a walkover. Well, anybody they could put Biden up against Trump again, and oh, you're saying the Democrats? Oh, they want Trump to run. Yeah, mm-hmm. they may not say that out loud because they do have TDS. Why <laughs> uh, do they? Yeah, in, in a very severe way. But I think them. That's why the Democrats. Uh, they need to be careful about how much they legally encourage uh going after trump on these various legal matters that he's involved in 
because, and this is me, this is my opinion. People may disagree with it. You, mm-hmm. you that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, I just we're talking politics here, and, and we're guessing, right? Yes. <clears throat> but I would guess that the Democrats would like to see Trump run because he would be their best chance to win. They think. They think. So they don't need. Well, you see what I'm saying? They're walking a fine line here. They don't need to take him out, so to speak, yeah. politically, because they need him mm-hmm. to galvanize their. I mean, their Democrats' hair gets on fire. You mentioned Trump, and they huh, they just yes they go crazy. Yeah. Well, they need that go crazy. Yeah. To be able to get their people out to beat Orange Man bad. Yeah. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So uh, there's a fine line you're walking between TDS and taking taking him out. Uh, <clears throat> where he can't run for for president. Uh, so President Trump, that's the second or third time he's mentioned disloyal. Yeah. Because he's uh, he said anybody who runs against him, well, DeSantis, he says, the governor of Florida, would, and, and Nikki Haley too, but anybody who runs for him, runs against him in an open primary, uh, who, who he has endorsed or worked for him, like Nikki Haley did as secretary of the U.N., is being disloyal yeah. to him. That's the way he sees it. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, but the, all indications are that Governor DeSantis is getting re- getting ready to run, right? There are reports that there are as a team behind DeSantis right now that's getting him ready for that. Yeah. I read a report on the weekend. Yeah, Governor Sununu in New Hampshire, the Republican, he's a moderate he said uh, DeSantis could win in a uh, matchup with Trump there mm-hmm. in a primary. Yes. Uh, season. Uh, what do you What do you think? Do you care to speculate on what might happen here in the next two or three months, uh, uh, Governor? You don't have to announce right now, but but Governor DeSantis or anybody else, quite frankly, that wants to run on the Republican side would need to announce. I'm thinking at least by the summer, right? I I think. Uh... I think DeSantis, given what's uh, I, I'm speculating, like you like you were saying, Tim, I think DeSantis is if he's going to run, he has to announce in the next six months or so the intention uh, to run. I think sooner, but yeah, yeah. certainly by by June. Yes, uh, okay. he he has to, and I, I I think he is getting. Let me put it this way: he's getting encouragement because I do believe the Republican Party is divided right now between. Those who want uh, former President Trump to run again, and those who are looking for someone else. So I, I think DeSantis, if he's going to run, he has to announce in the next six months. And I think he would give the former president a run for his money. I agree. I agree. The only thing that could be a, a massive tragedy is if DeSantis was nominated and Trump was so fixated on the White House that he ran as, a, as an independent or as a third. Why would you do that? I don't. You wouldn't. I. I can. I, there's no logical. If you reason. cared about this country, you there's, would not do that. You would not do that. But I just something about Donald Trump and his. Uh, he he has got the opposite of Trump derangement syndrome. He's got White House derangement syndrome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he sees well, that White House. Gonna be that's a, the only thing he can yeah, think about. It's going to be a very interesting year politically. Yep. Uh, oh. You know, Is it ever to see what happens? Because uh, there are several other people that are considering running on the Republican side uh, as well that have not announced, mm-hmm. but, name, but their names have been out there as possible uh, 
candidates yep. for the yes. Republican ticket. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to the program today, Steve. My pleasure. Jordahl. Yes, <laughs> And Fred Jackson. Thank you, Fred. You bet. Our thanks to Chris Woodward, to Brent Creeley, our producer. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Keep listening to AFR.